Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and uh, here with me to, I don't know, cry, yell a lot. I'm not exactly sure what the plan of action here is for sure, but uh, something's going to happen, and it might not be pretty, but whatever it is we're going to do, I have here with me fellow contributor at Niner Noise, Chris Wilson. Chris, uh, how you doing, man? I could be better. I'm very upset about Amazon Prime Day. I missed out on all of the lightning deals. Oh, man. And yeah, no, I have some stuff I needed to buy too. And now I have none. So I'm quite upset. I will tell you, I bought a lot more things than I expected to. Really? You know, during the day, I have time to kind of go off and, and do things in between classes that I'm teaching. Is your boss listening to this podcast? Um, no, I'm at home. Who is your boss? I have a link I want to send to him. <laughs> I'm at home. And so, you know, I teach my classes and then I just, you know, have other things that I'm doing and I'll, you know, scoot on over to Amazon and end up buying a lot of things that I don't really need, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. I thought, I think so. I think so. No, uh, unfortunately not. Uh, this is not the Amazon Prime podcast, although that sounds like a fun podcast, and I would probably listen to that. Fansite does have a Amazon site, so we already got them their first listener. They did live stream some sort of live stream during the entire. Oh, Amazon did the entirety of Amazon Prime Day. I don't know what it was because I never clicked on it because I was like, "What is this like?" The Amazon Prime Shopping Network or something? I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like me on a webcam just screaming for missing out on landing deals. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. I just decided 2021, I'm doing it. Uh, we are here because there was a football game in Santa Clara. You sure? Um, I must it. Supposedly. Uh, and the 49ers lost that football game in Santa Clara. Uh, to the Miami Dolphins, who that doesn't make any sense. Are not a you know particularly good football team uh, in all the ways that a football team is you know, good. Major metrics and ways one would think about it. Um, uh, you know, after a while, I stopped paying attention to the score. Uh, I know that there were many <laughs> points scored by the Dolphins, and and not nearly as many points scored by the Forty ers Um, 
I know that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played the first half, and then, you know, C.J. Beathard and his long, flowing locks returned uh, to the field uh, to play more football. He's now played more football in the last two weeks than he had in the last in the you know year and a half leading up to that. So, uh, crazy times. Um, but I will say it was not an enjoyable experience. Uh, it it was probably the the hardest <laughs> 49ers game to watch in in a long time um, for different reasons than other games that we've watched recently that, that were horrible and then of themselves. This one was just horrible for reasons that I did not enjoy in any way, shape or form. Did you cry? That's the um, question. No, but uh, not actual tears like inside my heart. I think tears were, were definitely coming. Uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, it's uh, man. It's just, there ain't no words. There ain't no words. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really have anything else to say uh, uh, to sort of lead into this whole thing. Um, so, with with that in mind, let's just you know let's get into sort of injury news because we have to do it because it's the law. As we've said time and time again, it's the yeah we have to begin this podcast by talking about injury news. This is actually probably the shortest section of this that we've done all season. Um, not very, very many, uh, new injuries to talk about and really some hopeful, possibly good news. Kind of, you know, I believe it when I see it, hopeful, sad, maybe kind of voice. I don't know. Maybe canceling the season. <laughs> um, so the one really sort of major, like new, <laughs> no, not that I'm aware. We're pressing um, a reset on the console. The one, yes, that's what we're going to do. Uh, the one major, uh, new injury that has been added to the list is, uh, Quan Alexander has a high ankle sprain. Um, there is some speculation about what is going to happen with that. Um, I still think at this point we're recording uh, late Wednesday night. Thursday morning. We'll just say early. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, early Thursday morning, hard to say. Uh, um, there, I, I still don't think they know exactly what the degree of sprain that he's dealing with yet. Um, and so far, uh, as we know, as of this point, they have not decided whether or not they're going to put him on an IR for a longer term type of situation or whether or not they're going to let him sit for a couple of weeks and just kind of see how it plays out. It's hard to say, obviously with the IR being a three week thing, it, it, it may make sense to, to do that, but I don't think that a st- that decision has been made yet. So far as I'm aware, um, Richard Sherman, it continues to have setbacks with that calf injury that like he did last week, um, looking pretty unlikely that he'll be ready to go for, for uh, Sunday. Uh, still has not been taken off the, uh, the IR. So the practice window hasn't even been open yet. I, I I gotta think, even once the his practice window opens, yet there's a depending on how he feels. There's it, it could be one of those things where they open up the practice window, add him back to the roster, and even then he might be uh, out for whatever week that that leads up to, just because he hasn't played football in however many weeks it'll will have been by that point. It's gonna be a while. If I had to guess, I would say week eight against the Seahawks. <laughs> Or week twelve after the bye week, those are my two guesses. Yeah, that does seem like likely things. Or week seventeen when we play the Seahawks again, when it doesn't matter. <laughs> the The problem being with the week eight game is that it's in Seattle, so it could be that that could put a little bit of a damper on that. But we'll see how that goes. Um, Emmanuel Mosley was at practice uh, in limited capacity. 
so that's good. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo was a full participant in practice, so that's also good. Uh, weird game for him in a lot of ways. Um, so both may be playing this weekend's question mark again. I don't I know. I think so. Um, Mosley has missed the last two weeks, of course, and uh, Jimmy missed the second half of last week's game because uh, of some combination of poor play in the injury. Who's to say? Um, otherwise, the team is about as healthy as been in a while, you know, barring the 13 players that they have on our right now. That's not great, but there we go. Uh, the team also signed cornerback Farnell Motley. Motley, I think that's his name. Uh, he's an undrafted rookie who was on the Bucks practice squad up until recently. Um, uh, this has to do with a lot of things, some of which we'll get into later. Uh, but there are, you know, question marks about who will... Just what you're starting, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> question marks about who will be ready for Sunday uh, opposite a suddenly very healthy Jason Brett. Um and in place of a still on IR, Quan Williams and Richard Sherman. Um, so ideally, it's Mosley, it's uh, Brett, it's Akella Weatherspoon's third option. And I don't know, maybe you try to figure out if you can run Mosley, all three of those guys out there and not have to bring Jamar Taylor back. That would just be ideal. I don't know. Um, so all this news, you know, it's not as bad as it has been, but. This plus the dolphin smashing, you know, doesn't make me feel super great. Uh, Chris, I have one question. Is this team done for the year? My answer is, what are you talking about? We're in the playoff hunt. <laughs> Game out of the wild card. Thank you for allowing all the teams in the playoffs this year, NFL. <laughs> and the other thing is we get to play all of the best teams because we haven't played them yet. So our 2020 playoff destiny is in our hands. That's true. Once we figure out like how to coach and play football. That's these are all true things that you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. By and large, understood that uh, the 49ers have the hardest schedule from here until the end of the season. So cool. <laughs> hey, it's just more opportunity for us to knock off those good teams, right? I guess so. <laughs> we started off with the easy with you know, some of the easier games here at the beginning and finished two and three and now we have, you know, thirteen or what, eleven more uh games that are some of the hardest stretch in, in football. Uh, so cool. Who doesn't like a challenge, right? I, I guess so. <laughs> it's making this hard as humanly. Is it too late for me to cancel my direct TV subscription? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. Uh, we've definitely already lost as many regular season games as we did last year. So that's not good. Um, We're just getting ready to peak. <laughs> I guess let's, let's, let's hope so because that was, that was depressing. Um, so let's, Let's move on to talk about it just for a little bit longer, and then we can just be done. Actually, this whole thing might just be depressing. I don't know. You're not selling this very well. Um, So on we go to one up, one down for this week. Uh, We got some ups, right? Yeah, I'm sure we do. It was hard to find any players who played well, but there were some. It was particularly hard week for an up. But Chris, I'm going to let you start because that's the kind of upstanding guy that I am. Well, that was a softball. So you're lucky that this is a... G-rated podcast. So, up. How about Raheem Mostert? Because he's good, even though his agent isn't. (laughs) (laughs) The difference is obvious when he's in there because he doesn't necessarily need good blocking to break one. And that's perfect because he plays on a team that doesn't have any good blockers. We don't have any of that. Not even 
all pro Trent Williams. He can't block anymore. Yikes. So he had 90 yards on 11 rushing attempts, not Trent Williams. <laughs> Trent Williams just let guys just run by him. <laughs> but Mostert had 90 yards on 11 rushing attempts. Sort of like to see a higher number there. Yeah. But unfortunately, we did not. And then another 29 yards on three receptions on three targets, I believe, if my brain is doing me good. So that's not too bad. Nope, not and, at all. Yeah, like I say, he's the perfect back for this offense and for this absolutely horrible, horrendous offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, I'm still waiting to see or hear about or have any information as to the whereabouts of John. Benton. So, have you heard anything about him? <laughs> Office line coach for the 49ers. Where is he? I, I, I have not. No, no. Okay. We were discussing before the podcast because you weren't familiar with the concept of a silver alert. I, I've never heard of this thing before now. I think you made it up. In D.C. it's a thing because apparently there are a lot of old people who are just driving away like in okay. circles around the beltway. <laughs> so, yeah, we have silver alerts like, more often than we have amber alerts. Like No one likes stealing kids. Like, still grandma. Well, that's amazing. So I'm not sure how old John Benton is, but he looks like he could qualify. And I don't know what the qualification specifications are. And if there is anyone out there who knows, please let me know. Because it's very important <laughs> to me for some reason. Tweet at Chris. <laughs> at me, please. At me, Maryland Department of Transportation or Immediate. Virginia or whomever. Yeah. So at anyone it yeah, is. So because I would like to submit something, probably not here. Although, who knows where he is, because he's sure not at the practice facility teaching anyone how to do anything. <laughs> like I said last week, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> and I still don't. But I know he's not doing his job, because their line sucks. So, if anyone did steal him, please return him, or at least contact 49ers headquarters so that they know that he's gone. Because it appears they're not aware of that fact. And then we can find somebody to do the job that he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 really really incredible if you think about it. Because technically, they're returning three starters from last year on the group that's that's out there right now. Four, actually, if you include Brunskill, who was a de facto starter in a lot of cases and started several games. Uh, so four out of these five guys were with the team. Three out of them, out of the five of them, were in the position that they're currently in, and the other one is an all pro who looked like he was 100% back to form through the first like two and a half weeks of the season. There's just seems to be a, a lack of understanding about what the others are doing, and I don't know how much of that is again, as you're noting, on coaching, or if uh, you know Ben Garland's not doing enough as the sort of communicator of the line or something when like he that. He started off playing center last year. He was incapable of setting protection. And I guess that doesn't play into his glorious passing grades by a certain company. But if you remember the first game that Garoppolo returned to action in the preseason, one play against the Broncos where he and Garoppolo were like fighting over who the Mike linebacker was. <laughs> and we went back and forth and back and forth. And eventually... Garland won because he was the last person to do it before it was snapped, and he was wrong. And combined with some horrible blocking on the right side of the line, it was one of the main reasons why he was pressured so much and why his numbers looked so bad in his first game back. And 
that's something that you're not going to learn unless you're coached. That's a skill that's taught. You just don't pick that up. There's a there was a moment um, on one of the early sacks. I think it was the first one of Garoppolo early in the game where you know the defender beat Trent Williams, but Williams kind of turned around and looked at Lake and Tomlinson like, "What are you doing, man?" Like he expected Tomlinson to be somewhere where he wasn't. Um, it's just bizarre. I, I don't I don't quite understand it. I've never seen a team sort of fall off in a position that. You know, I don't know that it would have been a, a sort of strength of the team, but they could run block last year. I don't care, you know, what you say uh, about anything. Like they still struggled in pass protection in a lot of cases last season, but the fact that they haven't been able to get blocking done on either side in either phase has been really kind of bizarre. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Don't they have like two offense line coaches? I don't know. I didn't even know they had one up until like twelve minutes ago. So, <laughs> isn't Forrester still around? I think he's gone. I thought he came back. I think so. But I don't remember. I don't think he has the title, but I believe he's some type of like offensive assistant or something. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe he knows where John is. So maybe we should contact Forrester, who definitely appears to be silver alert eligible, say, and ask him where John Bentham is. <laughs> Who is John Bent? Yeah, I, th- I think it's like my club too. <laughs> anyway, most are good. Yeah, most are good. Yeah, for sure. And I think you're on point about that first sack. It may have been statistically given to Williams, but Williams was not happy with Tomlinson. <laughs> he was not. And that was quite clear. So there was definitely some miscommunication involved. Yeah, it appeared that that was probably was not his fault, or at least he thought it wasn't, because <laughs> he thought he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And, well, it didn't work. Yep. And the last comment about Mostert is, it really would have been nice to have him in the game when McKinnon got stuffed up the middle on that fourth and one. On the fourth down, yep. And I was like, hooray, Shaney finally figured out when to go for it on fourth down. Of course, he has no idea when to go for it on fourth down, but... It's one of the simplest fourth down calls that you can make. Like you don't really have any other options. Sort of have the feeling that you're on the verge of the game getting out of hand. It was only fourteen. It was only. It was. Wasn't it still seven nothing at that point? Uh, yes, there was second drive. Yeah, it was, it was only seven to nothing. It was the second drive, man. <laughs> well, it sure felt that way to me, and it ended up being that way. You can consider that a throwaway line because it doesn't really matter. Even the dumbest coaches in the league know to go for it in that situation. You like, think twice, and you should be relieved of your duties. And then they get yet yeah, it was the 49ers' second drive, and then they gave up the touchdown on a subsequent on the subsequent drive to make it fourteen nothing. Yes. Well, they gave up this touchdown on like every subsequent drive. This is true. So that doesn't really help. For this me. is also true. But either way, it doesn't matter. No, I, I agree like, with you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, Shani, thank you for doing the obvious. And then he brings in the smallest guy on the team, and it's like, hey, run up the middle. Jeffrey Wilson is standing on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Trent Taylor. So at least it was that. Well, it wouldn't have been too much worse. But that is the punishment that Mr. Wilson gets for the junior on his jersey. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Actually, if you, if I mean, looking back at that play, they actually blocked it well. Um, the, there were just probably too many players in the box because of the way that the, the formation was running and the Dolphins were able to outnumber them as it were. It's crazy. They'd have um, lots of guys to so the box on fourth yeah, and one. Not, not great. So, 
Yeah, running up the middle with small guys is normally not a good idea. Generally not. As I said in our uh, our Nine and Noise chat, I always like to call the uh, fake fullback dive halfback flip on that particular in that I particular like that. scenario. I like that in Madden as well. Back when I played Madden. That's a Madden play. That's my favorite thing to do in the, in the goal line is to be like, ha, I'm going to give it to the fullback. Nope, I'm not. Or He's going to go run outside. Yeah, yeah like, it's great. But, but I pay him $5 million a year. <laughs> consequently, the the blocking for Juszczyk's, uh, um touchdown was probably the best uh, run blocking that they've done throughout any point in the season. That that was that hole was a mile wide. Um, it was good stuff. Um, all right, so my up for the game uh, was Fred Warner. Uh, I think that Warner has been like the best player on the defense pretty much from the beginning of the season. Um, he's had to sort of overcome all the injuries around him and make up for you know missing bosa and d ford in front of him and missing drake greenlaw at times next to him and uh missing you know cornerbacks in (laughs) behind him he's he's been having to make up for for a lot of missing pieces out there um but to me he's shown why he's one of the best linebackers in the game and one of the best players in the game that people don't don't talk about uh he's been really solid in coverage um i think what did i say the other day he's only allowed like a like a 48 uh, passer rating when when targeted or something like that this year it's been been really solid um and then you know continued to play well as a, as a as a run defender and you know the un unsung element of this is that he's been the the leader of the defense from day one you know he walked in you know to this team a couple of years ago and they said here's the here's the green dot you're the you're the captain of the defense which is kind of uh says a lot about him as a as a person but also as a player um it was definitely a rough day for the defense overall, but I think uh, Warner continues to stand out among the rest. And so uh, he's a player that I think we could have highlighted at any particular point throughout the season so far. But uh, due to the uh, <laughs> the lack of uh, quality play at various places throughout the team, I, I decided to go with, ahead with Warner um, to point out how uh, stellar he's been playing this season. Yep. He is good. And did, did I tell you when I ran into him, uh, literally? Last season, uh, I don't know. I don't believe that. I don't believe he did. Week one at the team hotel, and I come around the corner. He was coming around the corner, and you know, it was a slight bump. If it was anything more, I would have gone flying. <laughs> I was gonna but, say, did but it like, just like, just I mean, I didn't know who it was at first. I was like, whoa, you know, and saw who it was. I'm like, you were a lot larger than I expected. <laughs> and I actually <laughs> said that out loud. It just came out out loud. Like, <laughs> did he hear you? Yeah, he's like, thanks. <laughs> but he is he is massive in real life he's yeah, yeah, yeah. huge I, I believe it. And, yeah. and I've seen a lot of players other linebackers and they're just not that big you know they're often wide <laughs> you know like Ahmad Brooks he's a really big dude but he's not like that he just towered over me and so and I was like I, I didn't know you were that tall and like just that big and strong and I'm like yep. thank god we have you on our team and I don't want to fight you so that was an accident <laughs> I probably should have apologized and said that, but he's too nice of a guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he. Yeah, he definitely comes across as a as a nice fellow for sure. All right, well, now let's get into the the real nitty gritty of this particular game because we have to get into the downs. Oh boy! And I have a feeling this is going to be a situation where Chris is not going to be able to contain himself. Um, <laughs> so, in order to do that, I am going to lead off with my down because. And you could take a nap. I think it's important uh, for me to let Chris have the floor. And so I'm going to do that 
by getting my words in and then allowing him to have the, the time to do too that. Kind, so, too kind. Um, I, I'd like to begin my down with a slight up. You're pulling on me. Hey, the 49ers stopped the quarterback from running. Yeah, he just had the one 17-yard run, right? He did have one, and then he pretty much... He, he didn't run for the rest of the game. But here's the problem. Instead, Ryan Fitzpatrick literally not literally because you know he he figuratively torched the team in the passing game he he said you know what why would i run the ball when i can throw the ball for a million yards i think alan actually might have caught on fire (laughs) (laughs) this is possible so um yes so alan so brian allen um who i Yes, exactly. Uh, well, 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 it's like witness protection program or what? <laughs> what was going on there? Actually, maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe. I don't know. You're just some random guy and they're like, hey, you, you want to be an NFL football player <laughs> for one week? <laughs> there's a lot of layers. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of layers to this question of what what was going on there. Um, I'm sure some of them you're going to get into in more detail. But like, what's going on there to start a practice squad player who had, I believe, started one game leading up to this matchup on Sunday? Oh, I thought he'd never played a game in his NFL career. I that I could be incorrect about that, but he's maybe played in one game. Uh, has basically spent time on on practice squads and that kind of stuff. Um, but was you know by and large not really expected to be a, a top tier NFL player, and they were just like, hey. You over there, you should start as opposed to, you know, the other options, which there are not many. But because uh, of that, <laughs> more than I thought at the time, more, well, maybe more now, but maybe not as many under the circumstances. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, so, I, I, you know, I hate to I hate to point this out, but he he had a, a rough game. And by game, I mean three drives. Um, <laughs> and that was enough. Uh, so he was targeted six times. Allowed five catches for 124 yards, according to Chris's best friends at Pro Football Focus. He won't talk to me anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this includes a 47-yard. Still don't know playing. This includes a 47-yard play to open the game and the touchdown late in the half that really broke the back of the 49ers' chances of ever coming back in the game. That was kind of the the, the point at which you're because prior to that you're like, oh, well, maybe like maybe this game won't be as bad as it as it. As it's gonna, as you think it's gonna be, uh, and then you know they scored on third and twenty-seven from, or whatever it was, third and twenty-two from. Oh, it was third and goal from the twenty-two. Sorry, um, that and, does not happen. <laughs> no, uh, except for when your your wide receiver literally runs past the <laughs> the defender and kind of waves at him on the way by. Um, so uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick passer rating when going after Brian Allen. Uh, 158.3. Uh, Chris, if I'm not mistaken, that is uh, the highest that the passer rating can go? Is that Yes, it, yep. if it could go higher, it would go higher. <laughs> that is for sure. Or, I, or maybe they should make a new passer rating just yeah, for him. Just for, the, this one goes up to 175. It's like the, the amps and Spinal Tap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one goes to 11. Uh, on top of everything else, as I was, we were talking about this earlier, I was watching uh, some some clips of uh, some film from the game the other day or this morning, and uh, the one time that he didn't allow a catch was only because the defender or the receiver, who I think it was Devontae Parker, that we decided didn't catch the ball, um, and the fact that uh, Jaquaski Tart was standing close enough to to Parker to ensure that the pass was not made, Allen had literally nothing to do with making the stop. Um, so. <laughs> 
not he lined up sort of close to him he did but then he like parker took one step and he was five yards behind him um and it was a it was a slant pattern like what what i don't know what's tell you but um the cornerback also had two penalties called against him uh the a pass interference play that uh set up i think the first touchdown if i'm not mistaken yeah actually it set up his own touchdown oh did it cool fun times um and then the horse collar uh penalty that uh came i think on the first drive which was not not a horse collar um we'll call it dubious at best um but in any when can you not tackle a guy by his back (laughs) i don't know i don't know um that was kind of when i knew that things were gonna go maybe it was probably actually too good they thought he must have gotten <laughs> it was it was too early in the game we hadn't figured him out quite yet so um yeah so not a great day not this a great day for great. brian allen <laughs> no we knew that after the first play that was not the game. yeah not not a great day for brian allen um some of this you're gonna uh, a great deal of this i will say you're gonna have to put this on the coaching staff for as i said for even starting him in the first place he, he clearly wasn't ready and i don't know what they saw to think that he was um i'm willing to to consider the fact that they didn't really have a choice. Apparently, Akella Witherspoon was sort of like iffy, and they kept him on the active roster as sort of an emergency kind of guy um, with the hamstring issue that he was having before. Uh, Ken Webster also apparently was hobbled with a with a hamstring injury of some kind. Um, and I got to give uh, kudos to Witherspoon for sucking it up and saying, hey, look, <laughs> we need somebody else out there. I don't know exactly what he said, um, but I think it took too long, and uh, that's not Alan's fault, but it was it was still a very a very rough day uh, at the office for Brian Allen for sure. I sort of heard uh, mixed reviews on that. I think it was Dante Whitner who was really calling out Witherspoon. Yeah, he called him soft, which I he, just S O F T. I was like, I can count. I can I can count. I can yeah, count soft. Can spell it's four letters. <laughs> I can spell it too. It is Hitner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I took some some issue with that. Apparently, he also said something about how he's a bad teammate. Blah 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 blah. And I was. I, I sort of recalled the moment in the playoffs last year when uh, he had a really rough start to the game against the Vikings where he got torched in a very similar manner um, and then got benched in a with a pretty quick uh, you know pretty quick decision there uh, by the coaching staff in that particular situation and then rather than you know sulking on the sideline he said you know hey Mosley is a special teamer but if he's gonna be out on the field as a as a cornerback he can't be using that energy on special teams so let me take his spot there um and i remember i remember we talked about it at the yeah. time we were like oh that's great like well, one you know, commending, have liked commending him for that yeah so i don't know i don't know which version of that is true but he certainly stepped in on sunday when he didn't need to um he could have just well, said well, you know what i'm he hurt to. well he needed to yeah, but yeah. he also could have just said you, you know i'm hurt i'm hurt i'm not gonna i'm not going out there <laughs> whatever you know but he didn't, yeah. so I give him no, credit for that. And, for sure. And if that is the way that it went down, then I totally agree with you. And I guess the one issue I have with that is, even if he was like only break in case of emergency, like there was an emergency a long time before he went to the coaching staff and said, <laughs> "I'm good to play." And right, I don't know what took them so long. Are you done? Because oh, I'll go. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris, you got you got the down. My down. Well, yeah, well, first, obviously, I want Allen, right? So I have some Allen stats and plays and comments, although Allen is not my down. Okay. The coaching staff is my down, and we'll hear about that as well. But I was taking forever to begin this podcast, as I often do. 
And by often, I mean every week. Uh, and I was looking through all of Alan's torch plays throughout the game, and he had a lot of them. And they were all based on basic mechanics and basic technique that he does not understand. And at times, it seemed like he did not know what type of defense the Fortniteers were in. Maybe that that's a potential excuse. But even when he knew what the defense was and he was playing it the way he thought it was supposed to be played, that's not how you play it. And he was torched because of that. I mean, he was just absolutely horrible when the ball was in the air. On a number of the plays, including the first play, he had the receiver just blanketed. He was in front of the receiver, but Fitzmagic didn't care. Fitzmagic <laughs> knows enough about the guy that he would just throw the ball up in his general direction. And I'm not sure. Was, was that a Parker? Or was that, um, I'm not sure who caught that first one. That was the first, the Williams, one was Williams. Know, it's like, there's just, I don't even just, know who he is, just to be honest. so much, so many that it's just, yeah. <laughs> all the receivers. Like they all look the same at one point when they're just catching everything that's thrown in their general direction. And yeah. Fitzmagic didn't really care who he was covering. So it didn't bother, it, you know, when the Niners, switched sides or just tried to switch it up a little bit. It didn't matter. He just throw it to whoever he was supposedly covering because the guy was not covered. I mean, Magic had a first down on every play if he wanted one. And he really did. Like, if he wanted a first down, he could have a first down on any play. And just imagine the power that you have as an OC or a quarterback if you know that if you get in trouble, auto first down. You know, just press the first down button. And it was really that simple. <laughs> so... There's a first yes, down the first button? down button, and it is named Brian. Do we have Allen. one of those? Well, no, we have one on our team. We won't let, allow another team. I know, but do we have one of those a week in press on offense to score? Yeah, we just need to, to have, have another team stupid enough to start him and then keep playing him. Try okay, to well, let's trade enough. him to yeah. the Seahawks or yeah, something. Yeah, please. Actually, that's a great idea. We'll say, We'll just tell uh, Carol or somehow get it in his ear. He's this Allen guy's really good. And then we'll cut Look, him. Look, if we release somebody, the Seahawks they are going to get him. It's, like a, it's, it's, it's a rule. It's in the CBA. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It is. So, Continue. first play, 47-yarder. He was untouched, despite the fact that he's playing what appeared to be press coverage. And Allen was beat on only two plays. Actually, they only ran two plays against him. They ran fly or like a modified fly route when, one time when Fitzmagic was being pressured and had to cut off a little bit short, but it was still the same concept. And then twice they ran slants, and that's it. And his leverage was so far inside that any wide receiver could just go put one step to the inside and take it outside and be untouched. So throughout the game, how many receptions did he have? Five? He gave yeah. up five, yeah, on yeah. six targets. I mean, I, I'm pretty, at this point, I'm saying that like he he was the one who did it, right? Oh, he, like he yeah, caught yeah, the yeah. pass. And, and just handed not, it not to good. the offensive player. Here you go, bro. Yeah, you go. It might as well have been that way. So he was targeted an official seven times, but the one pass interference, and then so he's five, five or six with the one drop. Every one of those plays, yep. and the majority of them were flies, or nine routes, modified nine routes. He did not touch the wide receiver at any time until the wide receiver touched the ball. 
except when he had his pass interference play. That's the only time. And he was in press coverage or some kind of a weird, like two yards off press coverage, which I don't think exists because <laughs> he just doesn't know what he's doing. And but he was just so worried about the slant route. And I don't know why, because they really helped him out a lot on the slant route. Yeah. But for right. some reason, he just want. And I understand that you want the guy to go outside and you want the pass to go over your head, but not when you can't defend. Like, like you know, one on one ball is one on zero ball when it's thrown in your direction. And, you know, so he had the 47 yarder untouched. He had that the slant route that was dropped untouched. Fitzmagic had two no look fly route passes to him. He didn't look, he just threw it. I mean, he's looked. <laughs> He just knew yeah. that Brian Allen was there. He, he knows yeah. what side of the field he's yeah, on. He knows that that he knows where the safeties are. He knows that it's going to be a jump ball, and he looks the opposite direction, and then he starts his throwing motion and then throws it to the right, and then just throws it up for grabs. And every time it was completed, I mean, it was just absurd, and it only got worse. <laughs> so he had the no look for twenty, the nice no look pass for twenty eight, untouched on fly pattern. The slant for eight, which was, I guess he stopped him short of the stick, sort of. Looked like he might have, maybe. I think he did, hopefully. <laughs> well, anyway, they punted, so they they counted it at eight-yard reception as opposed to a nine-yard reception. So then on the following drive, he, had, he was again in press and, again, way too far inside, outside release, 19 yards. And that's when Fitzmagic got pressured and he had to, cut the fly a little bit short. So I'm not sure if it was technically a fly, but it looked like it was about to be. And it was it looked like it was about to be a huge one. So good thing we got a little bit of pressure on him. And then after that, we had another press outside release untouched 22 yards until the pass interference call, which was, eh, but at the same time, turn your head around. And it's obvious that you don't know what you're doing when the ball is in the air. So they're obviously going to call that pass interference call on you. Regardless of whether there's serious, it's my least favorite pass interference call in the world. And I think it's, it's a dumb rule. Called so subjectively too, but whatever. He, he pretty much deserved it. <laughs> but then, <laughs> and I've been thinking, I've been thinking about all of like the worst defensive plays I've seen in an NFL football game, and this might be the worst that I've ever seen. We have a third and goal from the twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Harker's. It's- Good for the defense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Usually, yeah. Because all you have to do is, because you know, they're going to kick a field goal and just stop him after a 10-yard reception. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. Keep the man in front of you. Just prevent defense. No, 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 no. <laughs> he kept the man in front of him, <laughs> sort of, at first. But so Parker's a Z, so he's off the line scrimmage. And it's, again, you know, he's five or six yards off, and then he's coming up to press, but he never presses. He doesn't touch him. So he, again, allows the outside release. Another thing you know, that I was mentioning to do earlier is it was it's funny to look at, but as the game went on, the wide receivers from Miami would just move farther and farther and farther away from the sideline, knowing that Allen would do the same thing, just giving themselves more room to make the catch if it's a jump ball. Well, that was not needed on this play because he just stood there. The ball is snapped. For some reason, they they went three by one 
and three by one to Parker's side. So they have two more potential receivers on that side and they have the X receiver on the opposite side and he was singled up with mm-hmm. Brett and for some reason there's a free safety playing over there and I don't know why. While we have you know, two defenders defending against the two receivers on the left side and one of them was probably tight end and we have another two defenders in the middle of the field for reasons unknown and we have no safety. So not only was it him, not that the safety could have helped on that play in the first place, but the defense was all kinds of messed up. I mean, you want to play that the opposite way. I mean, if it's, you know, you need to do a split coverage. It's, that's not the way that you defend against that. And it's not the way you defend against that when Allen is your cornerback because it will end in one way and it ended mm-hmm. the way that it did. <laughs> so it was just so sad because it's like, I mean, he might as well, I don't know. If I were him, I probably would have just backed up into the end zone. Like, just just do it. Just go all the way back there. And just like, okay, just don't throw the ball. Like, the ball's coming to me. I know it's going to be a jump ball. I'm going to watch this magic. I'm going to knock this ball down. I'm going to do it. But he instead, like, plays his super soft, fake press defense. And as a release, he, like, sort of faked to the inside and... It totally threw Allen off, and he just blew right by. He like stood there, just blew right by him, and Fitzmagic just threw the easiest touchdown pass of his career on a third and twenty-two in the corner of the end zone. And I mean, it was so bad that Parker, after the touchdown, was just shaking his head, laughing, like shaking your head and laughing at the opposing defense. We we can't be on the wrong side of that. Yeah, we should be doing that. Good. I mean, we shouldn't even be doing that. But you know, nope. Parker's not not the yep. kindest individual in the world. That's just, yeah. That's just, but, I mean, laughing just at rude. our laughing at us. We're supposed to have one of the best defenses in the league. We're being laughed at because we're not smart enough to take this guy off the field because he can't play cornerback. And I don't know if he's like, supposedly he's played cornerback before in college. Supposedly he played in high school. Supposedly he played in Pop Warner. It looked like he'd never played before in his life. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Chris. It's just basics, right? Get a hand on the receiver. It's first day install. And where are the coaches? Why aren't we teaching the players how to play cornerback? And someone needed to tell him to go play that type of defense because it's not a kind of defense that a lot of teams really run. So someone's telling him to do that, but they're not telling him how to do it. And that doesn't make any sense. And also, he should be smart enough to know that even if they're telling you to play press, don't do it. Especially if you're not going to touch the guy because there's only one way that he can hurt you and that's going to be deep down the sideline and you're going to let him go down the sideline, so maybe you should be there. So I think that Jamar Taylor is like the luckiest person in the world. (laughs) Why do you say that? (laughs) That the CIA decided to place Allen in the witness protection program as our cornerback this last week. Comparatively, he doesn't look because as bad. Because Taylor was similarly horrible. Yeah. But, but Allen was just like a sight to behold. And it was, I mean, th- there had to have been miscommunication on that play. There's no way that Sal is dumb enough to call that defense that way. And uh, it's just, <laughs> let's just say it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that. And I'll move yeah, on. Yeah, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, right there. Um, by the way, I, I misspoke earlier. That was his first, Brian Allen's first start. He's played 17 or 16 other games uh, over two years in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think he's like a special teamer, right? 
mostly, yeah. I don't think he's ever played an offensive snap before. A defensive snap? Or defensive snap. That's correct. Yes, you are correct in that. He's also never played an offensive snap. That's right? also not that I'm aware of. I don't know the numbers <laughs> on that. So, Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I think that he's an offensive player. Like the you know we're playing like ten on twelve. It's possible he was an offensive player for the Dolphins on Sunday. Let's just say that. So I was just as I do, you know, sorting through some stats because that's no. what I do in my spare time. Yes, I'm a nerd, <laughs> and I came across some fun ones. So right. rapid fire, let's do it. Yeah. You want me to move on? Yeah, right. This this is even my down. I'm trying but, to, but my down's you. gonna be pretty quick, though, actually, because well, actually, it's not gonna be that quick, but it's me, so it's gonna be quick for me. Oh boy! For NFL players with at least 15 cover snaps this year, so that's taking away the Earl Mitchells of the world who are dropping into coverage for unknown reasons, you know, once or twice in the season, that kind of thing. You know, guys who are actually playing in there for a couple of series at a position where they're covering somebody. Allen gives up a reception every three plays. And he allows 8.3 reception yards per snap. Obviously, first in the league, because that is like an insane number. I mean, we're not talking about yards per attempt, we're not yards per target we're talking yards per snap he gives up 8.3 and we're not also not including the pass interference penalty so number two is our buddy jamar taylor who gives up 3.7 yards per snap so that's second so that's just showing you how far off 8.3 is and then some other guys who are equally as bad and should not be playing football in the nfl are like at three and three two and a half and stuff like that richard sherman he allows a reception once every 51 plays. And by plays, I mean passing attempts. So snaps where the ball is thrown. And Sherman allows 0.18 yards per snap. So 8.3 yards per snap versus 0.18 yards per snap. Those Sherman, please come back. different numbers. Yeah. Please come back. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm get get well soon, buddy. Yeah. So, what my actual down is in this game is the coaching staff because they just mismanaged everything, and everybody who's a Niner fan just hates Allen. You think he's the worst guy in the world, and I don't think that's right because Allen is just doing the best that he can, and the best that he can is not very good. And is that his fault? I don't know how much he works out. I don't know how much he practices. I don't know how much game film that he watches, but. The coaches are the ones who put the players on the field, and the coaches are the ones who take the players off the field when they can't play football. And our coaches decided that he could play football for four drives when he was an auto first down, whenever Fitzpatrick wanted a first down. Press the Brian Allen button, get into first down. If it were me, I was trying to decide when I would have taken him out. I mean, maybe not in the first drive, just because, okay, you know, it was a poor play and, and you really did have good position on him and you sort of knew where the play was going and, you know, you just made a really bad play when the ball was in the air, but everybody does that all the time or all the time if you play for the Niners. So I think it would be more of the second drive when 
it's it's just so obvious that this guy just cannot play in the NFL at this point in his life <laughs> or just that day or to just, I mean, just get him off the field, maybe into the locker room or something. Just get him far, far away from anything 49er related. Like just take the jersey off, bro. Now, one thing that made me somewhat upset about the fact that they kept on there for so <laughs> very long Even is that they had so many players that could have replaced him. And these are not like great choices, but these are all all pro choices compared to what they had. <laughs> Go on, because these players will at least try. I, I mean, I was at a point where I would have put, I would have put Fred Warner. <laughs> let him play corner. Fred Warner would play corner better than that guy. He mean he played overhang safety in college. He knows what he's doing. But they didn't need to go that far. They have Jimmy Ward, who can't play safety this year for some reason. Yet he has a lot of experience playing cornerback. Why wouldn't you put him in that position? Why wouldn't you put Webster in that position? He is a cornerback right now. That's all he does. Why wouldn't you put Tavarius Moore in that position? He's a former cornerback. Why wouldn't even you put my boy DFF, who played safety in college, Slash, in that position? Yeah. Why wouldn't you put Marcel Harris? Maybe not there, but you know. Put him where tar plays. Let tar play. I mean, just any. You just you you have to fix this. You can't keep doing this. And so, yeah. Of those players, yeah, there were how many snaps did they get? DFF zero on defense. Webster zero. Tavares more zero. Marcel Harris two. And they're on running plays. Like, what are you doing, Salah? You have these players. You have athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are actually cornerbacks. Webster probably wouldn't be my first choice, but you have to do something Wasn't he on that team like two weeks ago. Webster, yeah. I don't even know. I, who think, he is. He was, I think he was on the Dolphins. <laughs> no, practice yeah, squad, know, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, well, yes, I mean, actually, you might know something about the Dolphins. <laughs> that's that's, but, um, that's what I'm trying to, to get across. <laughs> not that it yeah. really matters. I mean, do you know how to cover like a nine? <laughs> like, I mean, how hard is it? <laughs> don't in, let the guy run country. past you, especially not on third goal from the 23 or the 22. <laughs> so I was just, it was the first time in the Lynchahan era where I was concerned that our coaches are not good enough. And are you sure that's the first time? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, because I, I've, I've always been critical of Shanahan because I think he can be great. Even though, He's not been great. It's pretty good for much of last year, but then, as you know, the final game, shh, 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 he wasn't so great. Nope. I think it happened. Nope. nope. I don't know. Yeah. I paid for it, so. <laughs> Literally. <and pretty good>. <laughs> <laughs> so, just the way that he handed Garoppolo in the game, and it seems like he has a lot of influence over personnel on the defensive side of the ball too just from listening to his press conferences so I think he's heard from a bunch of people that he has too many things going on and maybe that's the case because shouldn't Salah be making those decisions as to who should be playing cornerbacks this is his defense like you've already taken over the OC role like what else do you need to do like you know you need like running the concession stand too like during Halftime, you know, it's like, 
I feel like he needs more assets. And by assets, I mean individuals who know things about football to do obvious things. Like when I'm sitting and watching a game with my mom and my wife, and both of them are yelling at the TV to take out a player, that should not be happening. And no disrespect to them because they like football and they know when players are horrible. (laughs) But Salah should know that before them. And Salah should know it before me. Like he knows these guys. He's seen them in practice. Like this guy didn't just, you don't become that bad. Your mechanics and your technique cannot just become that bad. That is what you do. And it's nothing new. So uh, I just, I wish so badly that he was just a little bit better a couple years ago. So another team could have taken him off of our hands so badly, so badly. And he was just so close. Remember, he was, remember back in those days when he it was, was last year, man. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a little bit last year too, but you know, I think it was like two years ago where it was like one week he was going to be, you know, the next greatest head coach and then next week he's going to get fired. And then it was just like back and forth. It was like Jimmy, Gate, you know? So of course Jimmy gets back. <laughs> well, yes. But so Shani in his, <laughs> was just in an absolute daze in his post game presser. Like he, did not want to be there, and he just was not I mean, there mentally. He just after that, yeah, he, yeah. But you're a coach, so you could do something about that and not get crushed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, then you maybe not be quite the truth. I mean, but he just said so many crazy things. Like they're one dimensional in the passing game. Like they they pass too much, and I'm like, you pass too much. Like, were you paying attention to the game because you were calling the plays? So I'm like, did they pass too much? So, all right, first half, we're talking about all first downs, which is his problem. Well, second down tends to this problem too. So we're only going first downs because that's when Shanahan decides if he's going to actually attack or if he's going to just hope that Mostert could do something because he doesn't want a game plan. Anyone who's listened to uh, Matt Mayoko's mini tirade on this, like this is nothing compared to that. Have you heard that? Um, I have seen a little bit of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt, you are an OG. <laughs> few people could have done that and you were one of the few and mad respect because you've always been a little bit of a negative Nancy but you told it straight and you were correct and I agree with everything you said so, come anyway. be on our podcast with us yeah I wish <laughs> <laughs> nah actually he's, he's, he's a really nice guy um, sure. but not nice enough to come on our podcast you right? never know like, you never know alright fine anyway I'll do your thing I'll start pressing it so our, our crazy pass heavy offense where or the one-dimensional in the passing game. First, first down, run. Second first down, run. Third first down, sack because of Williams' miscommunication on the line, like immediate sack. Fourth play, supposed to be a run, or it looked like it was supposed to be a run, and Jimmy audibled out of it into a redirection pass to Devo for 15 yards one of his only half-decent passes of the game. <laughs> but he saw that there were a lot of plays in the box, and either he audibled out of the play or he pretended audible out of the play. But either way, it worked very well. So next, sack on a horrendous play call where we have three receivers to the right side of the field, one of them being Juice, who's supposed to sneak out of the backfield, who's just being held the entire way when he's running out and by the time he was able to free himself from the guy who was just holding onto his back 
then Jimmy was sacked and there was no one else to throw the ball to. I mean, he couldn't throw the ball as far as these other guys running down the field. It's just a horrible, horrible play call. After that, run, run, <laughs> run, incompletion under pressure, run, screen pass. So this offense who, that passes too much, they have six runs, two sacks on bad plays, one screen pass, and one actual pass that was an audible. Like, what is Shanahan thinking? Like, he, he called the plays. How can you not remember what plays you called within the last three hours? It's just frustrating because I don't know if he can be so good. I don't know if he is that guy. And, you know, people are calling for his head, you're out of your mind. Just like people calling for Jimmy's head, you're out of your mind. People are calling for Sal's head, uh, you could probably talk me into it. But Shanahan needs to get better, and I've been saying it forever, but he's sort of reached this point in his coaching career where he has to get better. If he doesn't get better, he's going to be in trouble. And we don't have the easiest schedule coming up. So there's a lot more that I can say, but it's just going to be make me more depressed and angry. And I'm sure you don't want to hear it either. So, <laughs> yeah. So just the coaching staff. What? Just coach. Coach better. Bring it. I mean, you know, coach your players <laughs> well. Do better. Like, it's that simple. Or get a new job somewhere else, because we don't want you in San Francisco if you can't coach. From the top to the bottom. And silver alerted if you have to. I mean, come on. But <laughs> I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into the rules in California. I'm sending it out. Where are you, Sean Brenton? Stop talking about this game. This is horrible. Please. Jeez. I didn't want to. You, you told me you had to. You, I know, but you, you, know, you, you did what you War, had to do. Warrior here. <laughs> so sad. There you go. Okay. Um, just for the record, they did, they did throw the ball 35 times and run it only 19. So that might have been what he was talking about. Just, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, in the second half. No, that, was in, that was for the whole game. Well, you're sort of forced to do that when you're in a negative right. game script. This when you're throwing one okay. pass with CJ Beathard, then you're throwing too many. So on we go to next week's game, which is uh, uh, still, so far as I understand it, a Sunday night game against uh, the Rams at home. Um, yeah. Uh, Sunday night football. Bet they thought they were getting a game that was going to be better than this, but uh, right now it's not looking so good. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So, Chris, um, is there any chance uh, that the 49ers don't get destroyed on national television on Sunday night? Originally, I was hoping that your question was, do they not get destroyed on national television because they're getting destroyed during the day? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking, hey, there's a chance, except it's past the 12-day rule. <laughs> that, maybe, but that's not happening anymore. If they will be destroyed, it will be on national television. Yeah, and it'll be in the evening. This is correct. Be in front of a crazy Levi State. No, it won't be. Oh, um, yeah. bummer. Yeah. I canceled my what? My hotel. <laughs> it's supposed to be for my birthday. But you got this. Not, not that I ever want to go to a game at Levi's. We're not playing very well there. That's for sure. I think we need the fans there. Not good assist. so far. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's possible. <laughs> it's anything is possible anything right? is possible and i don't think it's like totally 
out of the realm of possibility because this season is a roller coaster, <laughs> if nothing else, right? Yeah, definitely. We go into every game just thinking the opposite of what we were thinking the week before. Yeah, I think that's and, true. And 100%. You know, a lot of it has to do with the injuries, a lot of it has to do with weird decisions. It has a lot of it has to do with really crazy quarterback play that just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's good, it's bad, it's it's bad, or it's CJ, so it's bad. <laughs> so it would really be nice if we could have Mullins back as the backup, please. Shanahan, just let it go. CJ's just not good. Let Grapple play quarterback. Stop blaming stuff on his foot. If he's good enough to play during practice, then let him test it on the field. And as Matt Barrow said that you did do last week, pay attention to Garoppolo when he's warming up. See if his ankle is bothering him. See if he's capable of playing quarterback that day. These are the things that coaches do. This is what you have, like, you should not be talking to Lynch about whatever you're talking to Lynch about because you guys are besties, which is good. You know, he's not Palky, so that's good. I'm glad that you guys are close, but you know what? You're not going to continue to be close if you keep losing all these games and you keep coaching the way that you're coaching. So instead, like, do what's important. And what was important at that moment was not whatever you're talking to Lynch about. Unless you're like trading someone before the game or something. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, which, which, yeah, maybe we can get a cornerback or eight. Yeah, it should have been, you should have been on Jimmy. Like you're a quarterback guy. Like you should be paying attention to Jimmy. And that's what leads me to believe that. I, I don't know how hurt he really was. I mean, yeah, he said he was bothered by it. But at the same time, you're sticking him there in the middle of the pocket and you're just letting him get killed. And that's not the way that your offenses usually run. That's not the way that Jimmy plays well. Like you got to get him moving, and if you can't move, then don't play him. But don't play CJ because the CJ is a loss. <laughs> if Allen is auto first down, then CJ Beathard is auto loss. So do I mean? I think that we should. Dang, have, we have the, all the negative things. There's positives in Mullins. He just had one bad game in his career. He had like one bad game, like one bad game. That's it. And now he's done. Yeah. And now a guy that we know is bad is going to be potentially leading this team? Like, why? I don't know. There's no reason for that. We don't care that you made a mistake in drafting him at this point. Nope. We cared before. Water under the bridge, man. I mean, it, really, like, like, just let it go. Please, just let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to sing the song. Literally, know it, let it go. But my nieces do. <laughs> That's good. So, yes, there is a chance because we were playing golf and golf doesn't know which <laughs> direction the sun rises. So therefore, he is not smart enough <laughs> to crush us no matter what. <laughs> I, actually, I think he did pretty good in the Wonder Look, which makes absolutely no sense. I think they need to redo the Wonder Look if he did well in it. Because <laughs> how can you not know which direction the sun Maybe rises? he just misspoke. I, I, he did I, not. I oh, just watch the Hard Knocks. He did not miss. They were making fun of him for a long, long time. And they were like, probably still make fun of him. And I still make fun of him because he breathes his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of looks like uh, Ryan Gosling. He's like ugly Ryan, yeah. ugly Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh wow. Uh, wow. That's what this is coming to. Think? This is where we are, guys. So let's play season. Ryan Gosling. If we play Ryan right. Gosling, then we will not get blown out. Well, he'll he'll get uh, run Unless off the field because he's not he's right. not good. Right. Anyway, uh, sunshine, uh, Ronnie Bass. Um, <laughs> we're really going for it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think there's certainly a case to be made that that 
that Jimmy was not where he needed to be and that they might have brought him in, you know, a week too early. I think maybe he was fine, but he wasn't right where he needed to be. And so I think there's probably a case to be made that they could have uh, let somebody else go that if I, th- I think the, the way that the, that the Eagles game ended led to Garoppolo or sorry, Shanahan basically losing any sense of faith in Mullins that he had, which then forced them to sort of rush Garoppolo along maybe faster than they needed to. Does that make sense to you? It it doesn't, but I'm just trying to just trying to think the way, like logic my way through the, through it and seem like, how did we get from everything's fine? Jimmy might be out for a month, but it'll be okay to, Oh, he missed two games and now he's back and it's a must win game against the dolphins in week five. Like I, yeah. I, I was, I'm just trying to figure out how do we got there. I mean, like I, I do get like okay, Mullins is a backup quarterback, and you know that we were hoping that other teams didn't know that we could trade him, but now everybody yeah. knows that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm okay with taking him out in that situation, right. but Beathard did not play well enough to get the number two job. He just dinked and dunked the ball down the field until they got into the red zone, and then he. He CJ'd it like he always does, yeah. and then he didn't play very well. And I mean, Shanahan should know that. Like the tape's right there; it's not very difficult to see. It's yeah, you know. But he has this affinity for him and just this love for CJ, and he's got to stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Shanahan. <laughs> Bad Shanahan. Evil, yeah. evil Shanny. Oh, gracious! <laughs> evil Shanny's back. So, uh, so for, for this, this last week, I would have been okay if they had played Mullins yeah I I, I think but I, I am not with okay with them playing CJ because you're just gonna lose yeah. so I would rather the, play with Garoppolo well I mean the game leg. was lost by the, the to be fair the game was mostly lost by the time Beathard got in anyway yeah. I mean, so it's I mean, not really it, it didn't even matter with right. the way we were playing defense it was correct but correct it's then I don't want to see my team fall apart and just give no up. I agree and yeah, like Shanahan sure. gave up when he you know he just gave up when he took Garoppolo mm-hmm. out and the team knew it and the team started playing like it I mean, they played horrible in the second half because they just knew that their coaches didn't. They knew they weren't going to win the game. They only scored thirteen more points. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I think defense. I'm. I think I'm generally with you. Um, I think the worry is that um, the Rams are a better football team than the Dolphins, and after what just happened on Sunday, how can you go into this game thinking that it's going to get better? You need to call um, better plays. I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah. There are certainly things that could happen better. But from a purely uh, sort of uh, personnel point of view, uh, there's not a lot of hope. Now, certainly, I, I think not having Brian Allen on the field and having you know Emmanuel Mosley in that position instead, maybe there's a lot of different things that happen on Sunday. Maybe, maybe we're not torched quite as bad if Mosley's out there. Um, I'd like to think that. And so I'd like to think that this could get a little better. <sighs> M- Mosey will play better than now. Well, yes. <laughs> well, let's, X player know. will play better uh, <laughs> than Alan played last week. And it doesn't um, matter who you pick. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe it does. And, and, I don't think other, I would play better yeah, than. Yeah. Than and that's the other thing is I'm, did, I'm not blaming Alan. I'm not blaming Alan. It's not his fault that he's not. I mean, it's sort of his fault, but it's kind of his fault that he's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he's just, all right. All right. So if they asked you if you want to go play cornerback <laughs> for the 49ers this week, would you play? Seriously. Um, 
I don't know. Like uh, in the month in the Sunday night football game, I guess. I mean, I guess probably because they probably because the the game check would be more than money that I make in a year. So yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I would be on the way to the airport right now, and I would be flying over there right now. It would be an unbelievable dream for me. Could you imagine? Oh, oh my goodness! And that'd be cool for like forty-five seconds until I got torched in there. Like, well, that's how long it would last before they'd figure out that I'm not any good. If they came in for for like almost the whole first half, that's on them. That's not on me. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the way that I'm that I'm thinking. Like, Alan's going to try as hard as he can, and it might not be good enough, and it isn't good enough. Way too much Brian Allen content. Yeah. Well, whenever he <laughs> speak his name ever again, I hope. Like Bioko said, he's not the one to blame. I mean. Oh, it's hard not to, but but Salah's the one yeah. to blame, and Shani is the one to blame. I mean, sort of. I mean, yeah. If he had been better, then it would have been fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, uh, no more of that. E man, we hope you're getting. We hope you're getting better. But you know what? Here, here's the best part, Chris. Man, even if it's a bad game, it's going to be beautiful to look at because we are seeing the return of the all white throwbacks. So, hey. It'll be all right, man. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do I like those. I do like them when they when they uh, pick a ball and then they strut in the end zone and take pictures. Can we do that? It's beautiful. Like, it's it's beautiful. been a while, long, long time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get a little swagger back. So, all right, um, prediction time, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, I, 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 I really hate this. We didn't, and we didn't have. Look, we we were super spoiled last year in that we got like the best 49er season in like half a decade um, <laughs> to be our first uh, season as a podcast. And so it, 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 we didn't have to say a lot of bad things. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you predicted a victory for each and every game of the season last year. If I, if I am not mistaken. Um, yeah, <laughs> I probably did. And I was probably you right. Were right. A lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, except for those four times when, we didn't, uh, but that's okay. Um, I think I only predicted one one loss, and we. Were you right? About I was. I was right. It was the Baltimore game. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I was. Oh, I was going to the game. I, I know. I know. I know. But anyway, so I. I that I say that to say that I. I, I don't think I. I just don't think they're going to win this game on Sunday. I think the the Rams are 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 a better football team under this current situation. Um, I think Aaron Donald is going to be a problem for this offensive line that can't, couldn't block anyone. You think, I mean, he definitely is going to be a problem. Uh, (laughs) poor Alex Smith is seeing Aaron Donald in his dreams right now because he got sacked several times by him on Sunday. Um, welcome back to the, welcome back to the NFL, Alex. I mean, seriously, Aaron Donald, geez. Um, Alex, come on, man. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I'm 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 concerned. You're scared. Um, you are scared. I am. I am. I hate. I hate that I have to do this, but I think part of me is also quietly hoping uh, that I'm. I have some reverse jinx thing going on, um, but I am very concerned that this season is about to go off the rails, <sighs> and so um, I think it may be a little bit closer than I initially thought. I've taken some points away uh, from the Rams, but I'm going to say something like. Uh, uh, 2714 uh Los Angeles Chris do you Los Angeles yeah. I know weird huh Yeah 27 to 14 what, Yeah. what what do you choose uh, originally 
I had thirty to fourteen. So I had not forty-seven. No, I didn't. No, I shaved off three points. Okay. I just liked the two. Yeah. Anyway, continue. All right. So this game is supposed to be high scoring, which is a little surprising, I guess. Fifty-one points. It's a lot, and they're not all supposed to be scored by them, which is also sort of weird. Right. Wait, are the Rams really just favored by three points? Three and a half, I thought I saw at one point. Yeah, but... Yeah, I thought before the pot, I checked and it was three. And the mass easier when I use three. So let me use three, please. Yeah. That, <laughs> because I mean, this is fine. actually like the easiest math ever, right? Yeah. 51, but, three points, 27, 24, right? Yeah. Boom. Thank you, Mr. Stoneman, my fifth grade math teacher. Good job. Although you should also keep it... I think you should also take into account that I think generally speaking, the home team is often granted like in a, in a even enough match, the home team is off often given three points by default. Mm-hmm. So you could almost look at this like a six point favor if you think well, about it from one perspective, but that's just. So, so I'll drop a little bit of very, very quick knowledge on you. All right. Very quickly. Is it, is it yes. That, that historically that has been the case. However, they have changed that recently oh, over the last few years. And at one point at Levi stadium, the 49ers actually had a, a negative. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I believe you. They yeah. did in Vegas when they played at home. It was minor, like a point or something like that. Hmm. I mean, if, if my dad rest in peace was still around, he would say the same thing. He's like, well, it's three points, just three points, you know, cause that's what he was always taught. So we go back and forth and back and forth and I explain why it's not anymore. <laughs> and we talk about metrics and he wouldn't be taking it. And then we'd be arguing about whether Jim Brown was the best running back in the history of football. And then the differences in training and nutrition. And then he'd talk about how pitchers used to pitch both half of double headers and, that's some of the stuff I definitely miss. <laughs> anyway, so I don't really give the 49ers any advantage at home right now. They've lost all of their home games and they've won all their away games. So, and they only win at well, there you go. that uh, air conditioning unit. So we will play all of our games in New Jersey in New for Jersey. the rest of the season. <laughs> I've decided it. And Crap. <laughs> and then injured four people seriously every week. Actually, now I'm okay with starting Allen. Do Put it. In there. Oh, oh, that, that was actually, mean. That's, like, that, that's, that's too far. Too far. And I do too not mean far. that at all. I don't. All right. Mean well, obviously, I don't. On I was, that note, yeah, I'm defending the guy. <laughs> but no, no, I'm, oh, I'm not gracious. Hurry. No, so that, that's what Vegas okay. says. I think Vegas wrong. Totally wrong. I'm making it 27, 24, 49ers. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? We've been wrong oh. every other time. Why not? Yeah. Like <laughs> so, what, so, hey, let's... One of uh, us, and this is a good opportunity because one of us can be wrong and one of us can be right and the other one can gloat about how they were right. So, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll probably like find a way to gloat either way. I think you will. I think <laughs> that's for sure. Even when we get blown out. <laughs> I was like, I told you, remember? Last podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... There we go. On that note, uh, thanks. There we as go, always. baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks as always for listening to uh, this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. As always, check us out on NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. Uh, so until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.